0: Hi, welcome to Will You Set This Podcast. I'm your host, Lars Yobro, and this week I am joined by guest host Kat O'Leary. Kat is a friend of mine. Kat, what does Kat not do? Let's see she runs a website and a podcast by the name of how to be creative she also has i don't know if they're actually active still but has done two different podcasts am i correct um regarding hallmark movies
1: mm-hmm, that is true yeah. um yeah so yeah. i have one that is ongoing called business christmas um which is co-hosted by my best friend nicole lindenbaum and then um, I have another that was a Valentine's mini miniseries um, that okay. I did a couple of years ago. That one, there had been some talk about picking it back up and turning it into more of kind of a general rom-com podcast. I don't really have the free time to do that, so it's just sort of sitting there, but it's it's still up and listenable.
0: That is fun. That is fun. So lots of podcast content from Kat, if you're looking to vary it up in the brief window of opportunity that it looks like we will have between bachelor and bachelorette seasons. Um, so I'm really excited to have Kat join because Kat, I don't believe you have seen any other episodes this season, right?
1: No, I haven't. So in fact, this is the first episode of the bachelor that I have seen in I believe 17 years, believe it or not. Cause the last time oh I remember God. watch, I know. So the last time I remember watching, so my, my senior year roommate, Leanne, who was one of my really good friends in college, um, she was really into The Bachelor, and I believe that season was, um, I'm not, the guy who looks like Matt Liner, the USC court quarterback, but I can't think of the actual, his name was Bob, right? Uh, there was like a Bob.
0: Bob Guinea?
1: That sounds maybe right. I don't know. There's probably been more than one Bob. Oh, wow. There was like an Est- <laughs> Estella was one of the contestants maybe.
0: Yes. Okay, it was Bob. So Bob was the one that everybody was like, Oh, he's like the good like, he's like the guy friend kind of lead, but he went on the show and then so he was a jerk, like, right? Yeah, that was I, I haven't actually seems seen like a nice guy it wasn't season. a nice guy. Yeah, that's why. So that was your last bachelor encounter. Did you watch the whole season or just like parts of it with her?
1: I think we watched. Um, I would say probably most of it. Um, But that's definitely the last time I was super okay. into it. Maybe the only season that I was actually watching with any regularity. And then that was I'm pretty sure the last episode I watched was that season with the finale.
0: So times are very different now in the Bachelor universe. So everybody, well, not everybody, you have a mix of people who come on the show because you know they want to find love. But then you have a lot of people who come on the show because they are, you know, somewhat of an influencer or want to be an influencer. And so it's kind of like this whole social media layer on top of the show. So it's a very different world these days. I
1: have a question about that, actually. So do yeah. you feel like people who come in with, you know, that kind of angle where they're looking to build their brand, find an avenue into fame that maybe, you know, it's not truly about falling in love? Do you think they kind of get get manipulated by the show into falling for the person anyway?
0: Oh yeah, I mean it's so I mean they essentially take them they take them away from everything. They have no access to their phones, no access to normal life. They can't they can't even go like get anything at like a store if they need it like for an emergency, they have to send the production crew to get it. Yeah. So, I mean, so they have no contact with anybody. So so many of the the people from the show come out and they say, you know, I said all of this stuff in these interviews to the camera, but really I was just deprived and brainwashed because it was like you know, what else am I thinking about all this time? Of course I'm thinking about how amazing this lead is, even though we have absolutely nothing in common and we would not be dating anywhere, anywhere else, you know? You yeah. Know? So it's just kind, <laughs> of kind of like, it's kind of like the people on Survivor, right? I mean, they're like famished and they're like doing all of these things based, I mean, it's like Survivor, but he's like the only one there, you know? It's like, so, I mean, I just, and I think a lot of them have like, they lose touch with reality and they're just kind of like, you know, this is all I had to think about. And especially, you know, we're towards the end of the season. And at this point, it's like they're just sitting around. And not only, you know, they have like a moment where they see him when they have the date, but it's like they know it's no longer like, oh, he's talking to different people and whatever. It's like, you know, these are these like two other ladies that you know he's like interested in and potentially having this overnight date with. And so all they do is sit there all week, which we, we talk, we'll talk about in a minute. But like. You know, they, they show someone kind of how they're going through their tough moment this week. And it's like because she's sitting there with nothing else to do but think about, like, what she thinks about him and what else he's doing. That's what you're doing for an entire week of time. And that's, yeah. like and you can't watch TV. You can't, like, go anywhere. I, are we are allowed they allowed to have books? books so. <laughs> um, so I there was all of this talk for so long about how they kind of discouraged it but then it was like oh people were sneaking books like towards so i don't know that they force it so much but they don't let them like give them access to like a gym to work out or stuff like that so it's like like there's
1: nowhere for that energy to go there's nowhere to like kind of get it out of your system in a healthy way
0: no no. so a lot of them will like journal a lot or um, I think some of them are reading lately, but then that's why, like when they're still, they're still sounds like people, prison. Honestly, sounds, it sounds ter like it sounds terrible. And some and and these two seasons, like the the quarantine seasons, like the, throughout this year, um, are, are challenging because at least for some of the prior seasons, they would travel. So like, there's the first like, four or five weeks of the show that they're stuck, stuck in this mansion. And then beyond that, they start traveling around. But with the quarantine, like, they, like, with everything going on, they can't do that. So it's like they're on lockdown. I mean, it's a beautiful resort, but they're, they're, they're stuck. <laughs> and so it, it makes, I think, if I, if, you know, if you were on the show, it makes for an even more kind of trapped, get me out kind of mentality. So which all kind of factors into what we see this week you know? you know completely so yeah so we start with michelle is the first date um which i love michelle she's my favorite she's my favorite too which i'm which means i'm positive he's not gonna pick her um because i think she makes the most sense for him I've said that she I've does done. they're yeah. such a fit yeah, I just think you you missed it last week. It was it was super cute. I think they alluded to it a little bit. Like she's a teacher, so they had her kids like zoom in and like they had them up on like a like on um it was like a projection screen or whatever in an auditorium. They, like it's just super cute, and she's just so like authentic. But oh my gosh, this date like <laughs> the like authentic were they calling it authentic Pennsylvania Dutch spa day?
1: It was awful. Like.
0: I'm like a bathtub of milk is like my is my worst nightmare i do not like milk i do not want to smell like milk and like rubbing butter like this is not cute
1: like it reminded me of when i had chicken pox when i was six years old and my mom would make me take this like a vino bath to like you know yes. soothe my skin that is what that entire date reminded me of literally every activity and then the butter i was just like this is this is gross i, I feel like i'm being invasive by watching this i know that they yes. they realize they are on national tv but i'm like i shouldn't be seeing this it's a private very disgusting moment between two seemingly right. lovely people it
0: was so bad and what i also enjoyed. I enjoyed mean like no was they couldn't even give them like a like usually they'll give them like a little something to explain what's going on if it's something that's as weird as this like give them a little description like you know oh you know over here you can find oatmeal blah 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 to put on your feet whatever like give them some sort of like roadmap instead it was just like here's all this weird stuff and they walk in and they're like well what are we doing you know <laughs> it's like
1: here are three troughs of slop there are three different kinds of slop you figure out which slop to do what with so gross
0: i mean it's awkward it's awkward enough like at least tell them how to start dealing with the crap you've thrown at them (laughs) you know i just i uh, yeah it it did not to me like if that was me i would not be like oh and i can't wait for our romantic date tonight i would just be like man i stink like i just let me get out of here
1: completely. They
0: were, you know, she was a very good spirit like with it. Like she kind of like, okay, like had fun with it and he he seemed to have fun with it, which I think I mean, I can tell like their chemistry. I think he would have done whatever with her and been okay with it, you know. So, I thought that that was um you know, that was interesting. What else? I mean, she she has an interesting conversation with him where she's talking about which I thought was was interesting and I know we skipped I realized we skipped and didn't talk about his conversation with his dad. So we'll go back to that. Oh, yeah. I think think she did a really good job of kind of easing his anxiety because, I mean, they they have to have prepped her and like told her like, you know, he had this hard conversation because she was very, um, like she was very comforting towards him and was like, you know, kind of setting the expectations that, you know, just because his family like his parents didn't stay together doesn't mean that she's feeling like that's going to be indicative of what his you know approach would be with a partner and um which i thought was very thoughtful of her because just very fitting for michelle so he really seemed to sort of appreciate that because i think he had a lot of doubts sort of coming into the discussion with her um and how to approach it and i thought she really was smart about how she said it to him which was just kind of like you know you know, she's very, you know, interested in like how she's going to stay in love with a partner and how to do that, which I thought was the perfect way to phrase it so that it didn't feel like, you know, how, how are you going to handle it differently? It was just kind of like, you know, she's excited to figure out, you know, that process for herself. I thought it was really, really smart and really sweet.
1: Yeah, I feel like she really gets him. You know, when I was yeah. watching their date, I, I even before I saw the other dates, I was biased in favor of Michelle. And I don't know any, I did not know any of these women at all coming in. But right away, I was like, oh, they actually seem like they have real chemistry. They have a real rapport. They seem to understand each other. Um, this is something that actually feels like it it could be a real relationship under normal circumstances, yeah. versus something that they they're both convincing themselves they want because they're in this you know yeah. bachelor environment. Um, but, yeah, I feel like she said a lot of things that really, um, you know, in, in t- to kind of, um, you know, assuage some of his concerns. Um, clearly, you know, getting to that conversation with his dad, and we don't have to move on fully to that yet, but it was clear that coming out of that, I mean, he's he has taken on a lot of – he's sort of taken on a lot of the mistakes that his father has made and and has, like mm-hmm. – put a lot of pressure on himself like he's he seems very concerned that he's just going to be this he's going to be that person because he didn't have a better example and she seemed to be aware enough to know like this is something this man needs to be um you know reassured about and she seemed she did a great job of 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 doing that and i i kind of had the same feeling though after watching just feeling like all right michelle is clearly the one who's right for him she's my favorite i'm like he's gonna pick He's, he's not going to go with her. So I'm, I'm hoping I'm wrong. I'm hoping we're both wrong, but that was, yeah, that was my concern too. And that's what happened in the last bachelor season that I watched as well. He picked, I don't remember which one he picked, but it wasn't my favorite.
0: Yeah. Most, I feel like most of the bachelorette leads pick wisely and a lot of the bachelor leads do not. So I, yeah. So I don't have high hopes that he will choose her. Um, but, you know, I've definitely been pleased that she's made it to this point because I'm like, I just, I like seeing her on the screen and I like that we're finally getting to know her because so much of the season, she hasn't been on screen a ton. And so I felt like we were missing a lot of sort of the substance and, and, and getting to know why she's so fabulous. Cause I just knew like she was a late arrival to the season. So this mm. was like a, a unique season in that they had some people come in. I'm forgetting it was either like four or five weeks in or like earlier in the season but enough in that it was disruptive and um when she arrived like i was i was annoyed about their late arrivals but when she came in i was like okay fine i'm okay that they brought people in because it brought us michelle so i'm i've been happy that we've gotten to know her more um but yeah i just think i just don't think he's gonna i don't think he's gonna get it but you know they definitely seem to have a good date and you know she I like that they have a good mix of like, they seem like they connect like emotionally, they connect like, you know, um, mentally. And I feel like then they have like the chemistry too, which I, I think, I don't know that I see that for all of the other ladies. So I, you know, I think that they're, they have the strongest mix of all of those things. Um, I think it's why I'm rooting for her so much, but
1: I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think they just so have more of the very- qualities that like, yeah. contribute to a long-lasting relationship versus, um, you know, Rachel, I'll just say it. <laughs> I'm like, I don't see this going anywhere.
0: Well, I think so many of the guys end up with the people in the season that they have the most, like, physical connection to. Yep, to. completely. That's not going to get you a long-term relationship. It's just not.
1: Well, also, like, I, I mean, that that you can't really... I'm sorry, even that information is false information. If you're spent, you've spent one night with this person and you're already, I don't know, like, I don't think that's enough information to know. I feel like it's, it's likely that it's as likely that you would keep seeing, you know, the person that you're connected with on other levels and have a better physical connection with them as well. Mm -hmm. It just might not happen that first time because it's, I don't know, the first time just isn't always that great.
0: No. And I think, the other thing that's such a such a factor is like the, the the dynamic of when you leave this show, you need someone that you can lean on for like emotional and mental like connection because. When they leave the show it's like they have that long period of time where they can't really see the person that they choose so then they're like dealing with like tabloid rumors and like you know th- then the show starts airing so there's all of these waves of time that they're kind of going through everything and then obviously next week when they have the after the final rose special and he talks to the so whoever he chooses, like, is going to have to ride the wave of all of that stuff and the scrutiny of his season and his actions as everybody's, like, breaking it down. I mean, and most of the people who, you know, come out of the show, like, that's, like, the biggest thing for them. And some and so many of them, like, um, Caitlin Bristow, for example, who ended up choosing Sean Booth, like, he basically could never fully forgive her for things that she did on the show. And it's like so it's not only kind of the media piece of it all, but it's like the watching back of the season and seeing, you know, how the lead interacted with other people on the show. I mean, some of them don't do that, but some of them do. Some of them do enough that it does damage. So, like, if you don't have all of those different components to the relationship, if you're just, like, connecting based, or if you're just going for that person based on the chemistry, it's just not going to weather all of that. So, yeah. uh So, So, but they seem to have a good date.
1: Yeah, um, despite yeah. the specifics of the date.
0: Yeah, despite the...
1: Yeah, I don't think any was... of these dates look super fun, to be honest with you.
0: I mean, it's it's just not the same, because usually they're in some exotic location, and even though it's not always the most exciting of dates, like, sometimes they're just, like, floating down a river raft, but they're floating down a river raft in Thailand. Okay. Like, it's just... It's it's like you can't compare, you know, poor Brie, which we'll talk about after we go back to Matt's dad, but, like... It's just not the same. We have to definitely go back to talk about Matt's dad, though. So, I mean, I was expecting for this to come, but I thought he handled it a lot better than I was anticipating. But at the same time, I felt like this was a conversation we shouldn't be watching because it was like really yeah, a conversation that should have happened over the years of his childhood or whatnot. And... And, like, I think he, like it was very clear from his dad's response that his dad thought the same thing. And, I mean, his dad was very polite about the discussion because we've had seasons. Um, There was one season where um, Rachel Lindsay was the bachelorette, and, like, they had one of the guys who was on the show. They She went to his hometown, and basically the dad was, like, refusing to talk to him about any of this stuff in front of the camera and just was like, no. So, I maybe mean, we definitely had seasons where they've just been like, no, thank you. So, I mean, I, I thought it was very kind of his dad to talk about it but I also I mean I appreciated I don't know I appreciated both sides I appreciated that it was very apparent that his dad had done a lot over his childhood hadn't been there for him was making excuses for some of his behaviors like but I also appreciated what his dad was saying which was just kind of like well you could have talked to me all these years like you didn't come to me like we would have had this discussion like why does there have to be a camera crew around me like he didn't say that but like you could tell he was just kind of like you know I, we could have done this before so I don't know I just yeah I don't know I just what did you think
1: I feel what like he think? needed I I suspect he probably just needed that external like someone had to force his hand to have the conversation um, yeah. you know things like I don't know especially with family I think it can be very very hard to open the lines of communication especially if you have I don't know an parent child relationship in particular like you're so it's so easy to get set in your roles um, mm-hmm. not just, you know, being a parent, mm-hmm. being a child, but also the specific dynamics of your family. So, you know, anything you're going to do to try to change that, I think can be very difficult to, to get to a point where you can have the conversation. Um, so I kind of get it, but also his dad, you're, you're right. Like his dad makes a good point. Like you had, you could have done this earlier. It's not like he's a, a brand new adult or anything. Like he's had the time yeah. at the same time, yeah. I felt like, um, his dad really, by the end of the conversation, he was a lot more um, kind of uh, accepting of blame or, you know, um, acknowledging like that he he had damaged his child through his behavior. But the beginning, he seemed just really defensive and maybe it's because he was in this TV environment and that's like a hard place to be, you know, sort of accosted by your yeah. child and, and confronted with, with a bunch of issues that haven't been discussed before. But um, I don't know, I was just watching it. And I'm, I'm asking myself like, you know, like, here's a man, his father has, like, done all these things that have harmed him, harmed his mother, and he's not taking responsibility for them. And then meanwhile, we have Matt, who's clearly just taking responsibility for, like, all of his father's stuff in a way that is, like, kind of damaging his, you know, his ability to have a relationship um, or even to start one with, you know, these three women that he's Mm -hmm. he's been getting involved with. So, I don't know. I felt really sorry. I, I I don't think it's a great situation for anyone, but I definitely side not, you know, there's no real side to take, but I definitely empathized, I guess, more with Matt in the situation, just seeing how his dad responded and, and it's, I don't know. I think it's a hard thing all around, but, um, but yeah, but I think as you were saying earlier, like Michelle really kind of picked up her interactions with Matt in a good way to like I feel like that's the conversation he really needed right after um, that conversation with his dad. And I suspect the producers kind of knew like Michelle's the one who's going to be able to handle this and, and they were smart and manipulated that. So. Oh
0: yeah. They're nothing if not master manipulators, (laughs) but in this case for a good purpose. So, so yeah, I, and it was so funny though, his dad arrived and it's funny too because I like him having never been on the show he's like an outlier because um it has been I don't even know how long since they've had a lead who was not previously on their own like on a season so he's like fresh he's fresh in um oh he's brand new uh, okay he is totally brand he was new. not, not brand on brand the bachelorette
1: new. previously so
0: he so which has made also for a weird season because like I'm pretty sure and I've tried to avoid all spoilers but I'm pretty sure I know how everything ends. And I'm not surprised because I feel like he's shown his hand the whole season because he's not been playing the game. Usually, if they've been on the show, they know the process. They know how everything goes. And if they go on then to be the lead, they understand, oh, we have to kind of feign interest in all these different people. It's it's for a show. Like, I'm going to have to have X number of people and whittle it down. So I need to be more i need to be more bought into all these different people like he he did it loosely but you could tell very early on like who he cared about and who he didn't and he didn't really hide it i think super well so i think you know i which is why i wasn't surprised that then his dad comes in and i'm like he he doesn't know what's going on like he doesn't know that he's coming in because they've they've basically I feel like all season built up to the fact that there's this friction between his family and that's impacting his ability to open up for the relationship that's kind of how they've sculpted this season and so his dad comes in and he's like wanting to give him high fives and congratulate him on getting close to like finding the lady and his dad's like wait what like he just he did not look prepared (laughs) at all and it's like they must have they must have like set him up and they told him you're going to talk about this this and this and like he not knowing the show very well probably just was like oh this this is so nice they're telling me what i'm going to be doing and instead they're totally feeding him lines so that he's then not prepared to handle what he gets thrown you know his way so i don't know i thought they ended though in a good place They
1: did. They got, they got to where they needed to get. I think his dad finally acknowledged some things and, and it, it it was sort of, you could almost like watch on his face, like his gradual realization that, oh wait, my behavior, not only do I need to own up to the fact that it was problematic, but also I am now seeing finally that it, it has damaged my son in these specific ways and he's now hurting because he wants to be in a relationship, he wants to get married, he wants to find love. He right. can he will not it's almost like he won't let himself do that because he's so afraid he's going to do to women what his dad did to his mom and to him. I think men do that though. I don't know. Like men men see behavior of their fathers and really um you know either either rebel against it and like put structures in place to make sure they don't they don't repeat it or are just so convinced that they're going to repeat it that they don't let themselves have opportunities yep. to, to prove other I've, behavior. I've definitely
0: experienced that where someone has told me like, when I was younger, I dated someone in high school who told me that they were destined to leave their their spouse that that was just what men in their and their family do, and I was like, Yep. And I was like, um, Okay. <laughs> so, okay. Actually, sorry, they told my. Well, mom if you put that. it sorry, that way. That. So yeah, I mean, it it, it it's it's great. So I mean, I I, I hope. Here's Hope, uh, hoping that, you know, by having this conversation that he feels a little bit more confident that he can sort of be his own person. I know we saw um, at the end of the episode, we see some footage of him talking to his mom. So I'm excited that we'll get to see sort of some of that relationship because it's very apparent all season that they have a strong relationship. So kind of want to see the balance of that. And in some seasons, it just depends on how they approach it. Like sometimes they'll try to push together together sides of the family that are no longer, like, married. And so I kind of like that they just let that be two separate discussions. So I think it'll be good that we'll get the conversation with his mom, which seems like it's going to have some interesting things to come out of as well. Um, so then we have Bree's date. And I, I really thought that they were going to make them sleep in the woods. I really did. Me too! I was having... So the other thing that's funny about the fantasy suites is that you can kind of tell... How far the ladies are going to go based on the quality of the rooms they get, and I, I my gut was that Brie was going home this week, and I was like, oh, if they put her in a tent, she's definitely going home, and <laughs> I was, I was so relieved that they didn't, because everybody was Twitter was amazing. People were like, get her out of the woods, get her out of the woods. <laughs> her to her room so um i was relieved that they didn't leave her there but she was a very good spirit about it but i liked how he was like trying to pretend that you know he knew more about the woods than he really did and so then she was thinking she needed to like put on her like woodsman look and yeah i i I like it was really funny though because
1: i was just like i actually if a guy doesn't know how to do any stuff like just tell me i don't know we can figure it out together like why 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 bluster through that? What's the point?
0: I just, it's it's funny. Like, I feel like a lot of times the leads act like they have to know how to do and be good at everything. And, like, to your point, like, if that's not your thing, just be like, "Mm, I don't know. Do you know how to do this? I don't. Well, we'll just have fun being, like, goofballs together, you know? Like. I don't know why he felt like he had to like put on this air about it. I don't know. I I did not think that.
1: Especially for Brie, who was like, I'm the the least outdoorsy outdoorsy person. You know, she didn't care. She's definitely, she has more of a, I don't know anything about her. She's more of a city vibe. She seems like very cosmopolitan and like not someone who she, I mean, she said she's not a hiker. She's not someone who wants to go camping in the woods. Like I don't, you don't need to You're not going to impress her by, by, you know, putting, setting up a tent properly.
0: No, it's not going to like change change her life or her approach to what she thinks about you or doesn't um i like that he called her dora the explorer though i thought that was cute um (laughs) i also liked i think she was the well so we had michelle obviously talking to him after the conversation with his dad so she was checking in on him one way but i really liked that um that brie also was like asking him how he was doing and i think you know, Michelle like was approaching it in one way, but I think Bree is the only person that I can recall who's just been like the season just like, How how are you? They don't do that a lot with the lead. I don't know if it's because they feel like they're trying to impress him and they want to use their time to focus on like talking about those kind of things. But I like that she took a moment and was just like checking in on him. Um, that, that was a nice thing. Um, I don't know, what did you, what did you think of them? Yeah.
1: So, um, well I think, okay, so I have a couple of thoughts. One, I thought it was really nice that they were able to bond on sort of similar relationships with their fathers or lack thereof. Right. Um, And so, you know, Michelle related to him from a different angle of, you know, I've seen how a happy couple like keeps the love going over years, over years, like I can almost like I can, I can teach you, like I can be your guide through this. Whereas Brie was more like, I can empathize with you because I have a, I have a similar relationship with my father or a similar lack of relationship. But then also the thing with Brie from the beginning of the date, I just felt like it just didn't feel as easy with her as it did with Michelle. So I really, really liked Brie, but the whole time I was kind of like, I'm just not sure this is the guy for her. Like, I feel like this is like a little bit forced. Whereas with Michelle, it felt very easy and natural. And with Brie, it yeah. felt more like she was trying to convince herself that he was the guy. Um, yep. And and I kind of think, you know, now knowing what happened at the end of the episode, like, I feel like, a, you know, a few... Few weeks or a few months out of bachelor land for brie i just feel like she's gonna have this realization of like oh actually i wasn't really in love with this person that wasn't the guy blah blah yeah. blah so i don't know i'm hopeful for her i think she's she seems fantastic um i think she's got great things ahead of her but um yeah i just didn't i didn't love them together they i said i actually wrote these do not seem like people who are ready to get engaged
0: <laughs> no that's so true because I think. I mean, to your point, I really like Brie. I don't like Bree. No, Matt, same. Brie, yeah, right agreed. So yeah, I, I don't think I don't think just because you like Bree doesn't mean you have to like Brie and Matt. Because I think, um, I think she's she just seems like such an impressive person. I think the thing I have the hardest time with Brie, we talked about last week is like I knew so it was I think last week or the week before like she told him that she basically. At that point in the season, it was like she either had to voluntarily leave to go back, or she had to resign from her job. And at that point, I was like, "Oh my god!" I was like, "She should totally leave," because she talked about how you know her her mom struggled so much growing up and you know, that, you know, she really valued the fact that she was in this career that she loved and felt like was such a blessing. And so I was like, I could tell at that point, I was like, he likes her enough. He doesn't, he likes her, but he doesn't like her enough and she should leave. And so I think th- I, I just, every time she comes on the screen, I just kept like watching for the cue that I was going to feel like that that was a, a smart choice. And I know obviously she had to make the choice for what she needed to do for herself, but at that of moment, course, I was yeah. at that moment I'll keep your job. So yeah and you could tell she talked like she tells him you know that she's falling for him and he just kind of smiles and nods and i'm smiles like and nods. yep and
1: I'm like, let me kiss you so you don't talk anymore yep yeah my uh, the other thing like i just felt like brie one of the things i liked about her was i felt like she was very kind of honest and candid she came across as very self-aware um and she seems like she's been been to a decent therapist is what i wrote in my notes like she seems like a very sort of um, you know just um, she just kind of has her shit together yeah. so I, it's kind of disappointing to hear cuz I obviously didn't watch last week's episode or, or any previous episodes it's disappointing to hear that you know she maybe let her job slip away for this guy who clearly is not just not that into her
0: I tweeted I'm like take her back give her like give her back her job. I'll tweet I'll go look on her LinkedIn I'll tweet at
1: her job I don't care
0: so they didn't share who she works for, but like the rumors are that she works in marketing for, they think it's Facebook. It's like supposed to be a big, like, it's like oh,
1: wow. So company. like, yeah. yeah. So a job that's very hard to get. Yeah. yeah. So,
0: I mean, I, I get like that, you know, it's, it's a lot of time to take away from your job right now. Obviously job security is not what it usually is. So, I mean, I get that companies probably are not as flexible, but, oh, like to have to, oh, that's just, yeah because you
1: can't really zoom into work if you're not allowed to use the internet or your phone
0: <laughs> right so i don't know it's kind of a bummer but uh brie and then rachel
1: oh i have a lot of feelings about this one
0: so rachel has they always have some person that they show having the meltdown because they've all of a sudden realized surprise surprise that you know they came on this show to date someone who is dating all these different ladies at the same time and they reached this point and they're looking at the other two people in the room and they're like oh he's dating other ladies it's like okay so she has what, that, what is so the show called not, what is the show about not surprised no one's surprised like she should know so um but she is having that meltdown and it's so we'll get to what the exchange with them is but she's the only one all season that he has said already prior to this week that he is falling in love with them which is also a big bachelor no-no so he said that already so it's like out of all of the people on the show who should feel remotely comfortable it should be her and maybe that's why she's so uncomfortable because she's like he's told me he feels all of this for me but yet i have to watch him have these other dates. And I guess she doesn't know that. So I mean, I guess maybe that's part of it at play. But it's also like if anybody should feel comfortable about some sort of favorite bachelor work validation, it should be Rachel or Rachel. So um, so I don't know. What what else did you think about? Um,
1: So from the first time I saw her on screen, I felt like she had extremely toxic energy. Um, I really just didn't like her at all. I thought she she just I don't know. There's just something really negative about her. Um, and, and that was even before I started seeing how she was acting a, a, a tw- kind of around the other women's dates. Um, I, like, I don't know. She just, she just kind of seems like one of those, one of those women you meet, who's just like kind of an awful person and other women can sense it and men don't see it at all. Um, and that was before I Googled and found out she's racist too. So, um, like I don't know, I just really didn't, I really, immediately, I was like, these other two women seem very, like, they're all in a tough situation, right, so you can empathize with all of them, this has to be really hard, you have very strong feelings for this man, whether they are real, or you've been brainwashed into them, it sort of doesn't matter, because it's going to feel the same, right? right, so, like, all of them are in such a tough spot, but the other women, I don't know, they seem to still, like, be able to kind of be, you know, collected and kind and not bitter and like they're all navigating something challenging but she's the only one who just like had I don't know she's just like every time she's on screen she's just so there's so much like I don't even know if yeah anger um bitterness is probably the wrong word it's just like this like Eeyore energy around her we're like I'm sorry (laughs) like you you made it this far yeah Right, she's very self-pitying, and it's like, you made it this far on the season of this show. Like, I don't know, could you let yourself enjoy... You're allegedly in love with this man. Even when she went to see him, you're like, all right, well, she'll perk up now. She'll, like, be in a better mood. She didn't even do it around him, and he apparently didn't seem to be put off by that, so I don't know what happened there. That was the shocking thing to me. I was like, well, clearly, like, I mean, I know how these shows typically go, so I was like, he's probably going to pick this woman because she's awful, But simultaneously, I was like, but he's not awful. And she is coming into this date with her, like taking her bad energy with her. So like, he's going to see it. It's on display versus like, I would have expected her to be like that around the other women. And then the second she gets around him to like be a completely different person, but that's not what I saw.
0: Yeah, she totally, she comes in. And I was I was laughing initially because she walks in and they have like the person sitting there with the pottery. I'm like, oh, it's the ghost date. They're gonna sit there and make pottery and it's gonna be highly inappropriate. I was expecting that to happen. And then she's just And like, they play Unchained melody. Yes, right. And she's instead, she's just like such a sour and like is just sitting there looking like she doesn't wanna be there. And I'm like, This is the end of the show. Like you could totally be blowing all of this time away from your career time away from your family and like everything with this guy because you're just annoyed and this is like you're they're sitting like i said they're sitting in their hotel room all week waiting for this day like why would you not make the most of it like the fact that she like if she wanted to like tell him like i'm 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 upset or anxious like that happens a lot of time like towards this point there's usually someone and so she's the one this season that they're showing that piece with and like who knows the others may have had a little bit of that too but you know she just the way she handled it and the way she kind of like treated him like it was just like any other date and she was just gonna be like i'm gonna be silent and make you like bring it out of me like it just it just felt out of place for the show and it just made me like her a lot less because I was like you know she it also felt a little it felt a little entitled because not only like she's she's looking for the validation but she also is comfortable enough doing it how you know however she wants to because I think in some ways she wants the validation but she knows he really likes her too. right because you
1: you can't you can't act like that with someone you don't where you don't have some degree of confidence that it's not going to change how they feel about you
0: Because there's definitely guys, you, you, I'm sure you've dated guys, I've dated guys, that this would not fly with at all. So, I mean, I think she has to know what she's working with, not only with the guy, which, I mean, kudos to her for sizing him up, I guess, so quickly. But, um, you know, you have to, like, it's be the right guy and also the right dynamic with you and the other person because this could be very poorly received for most guys, you know?
1: I did feel like it was just kind of manipulative, too. I mean, I just... Yeah. I don't know. It's manipulative and unfair because... Unfair because... I'm sorry, you came on the show, you agreed to the terms of the show. Like, yes, it absolutely sucks that he is dating two other women, that he did overnights with both of them. But you know what? The the two other women in this pool also had to deal with that same situation. And they didn't, you know, they didn't, like, project their negative feelings about it onto everyone else. I don't know. It just... Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just I just kind of found her a little bit bratty and childish and and also just un, unfair, I guess. Um, and yeah. and I think Matt maybe is susceptible to stuff like that because he he does seem like a really nice guy and I think also because he has this idea in his head of like I'm in danger of not being a good guy to where if a woman is telling him like that she's upset about something that he did, I feel like he's going to he's going to almost like internalize that and and like actually believe what she's saying even if it's not logical or fair.
0: Yeah, he's like overcompensating in a way.
1: Yeah, cuz like oh, he'll probably like allow he'll probably put up with more of that than maybe a guy who like doesn't have sort of um anxiety around whether he can make a relationship work.
0: Yeah. So then he of course tells her again that he is falling in love with her. So that's the second time he said that on this season. I didn't Where see it though.
1: Sorry. I usually I don't see them together. I really don't. I think it's it seems very shallow and superficial. Whereas like his connection with Michelle felt felt like something to like me.
0: a true connection. Yeah, I think I think he feels more. I think he's just more about like the physical. Like There's some sort of like physical connection with her. And I think he's just not thinking the full picture and like. I think if I'm correct, I believe that um, she is the youngest of the three. Three. She seems it. We definitely felt that. And I think that I think shows in their like the dynamic of their relationship, too. So
1: how old is he?
0: He I should know this. I think he's 30 or just shy of no. He's 29. I think just shy of 30. She seems very young. Yeah, I think she's. She might be 23, 24, if I'm remembering correctly. I think that's too young for him. I don't know. I mean, there was someone on this season, Kit Keehan, who is Cynthia, Cynthia Rowley's daughter, was on this show.
1: Oh, no <laughs> way.
0: Um, I she, give her mother a lot of money. Uh, she she was is just 21. So she was the youngest this season. I mean, the difference between 21 and like a 29 is, is a, I mean, it's like eight years, but it's like a big eight, you know?
1: No, I know. I'm just thinking back to, yeah, those two ages in my life. Like I, my 29-year-old no, me could not have a conversation with 21-year-old me.
0: No, no. And it's like most 21-year-olds can't have a good conversation with a 29-year-old. I mean, there's there's outliers, but not a lot of outliers in the Bachelor universe when it comes to that kind of... That kind of age difference, so. Um, but they are, you know, they, they, they have their date. She's the only one that we see, like, the fireworks display. Um, you know, they have – someone was commenting online, which I did not notice this, but they said that they were the only – Uh, of the three dates that was the only one where i guess there was a name for the residence they were staying in so you know like at some of those locations they have like the blot like you know the avalon or like whatever it's called um so like apparently that they were saying that theirs was the only one that had that noted because i I started tweeting about my theory about like the room sizes and how that's indicative of how much the, the lead is interested in them um and so then these guys were like obsessing about it and tweeting with me back and forth like another bachelor podcast and um um, and then they were like, "Well, I noticed that the they were the only one with the note, the name on the door." So anyway, it's kind of funny to have a little conversation. But uh, yeah, I I definitely thought they gave her sort of the royal treatment. Um, so I don't know. It was you know, yeah. Different.
1: I don't like it. I
0: don't like it. <laughs> I don't
1: yeah, like it. I wrote that she is dramatic and gloomy. and has the wrong energy for right this situation. <laughs> the situation That's being well, their date. And- why are you so negative? negative. You you got what you wanted. You're on a date with this man you allegedly love. Like enjoy yourself for like 8 hours or something, please. Right?
0: Because like the next step from here just gets like more intense. So like this is like the fun time when it's like they're just finally getting the first time to actually spend time with the lead off camera. We were talking a little bit about it last week. Like, there's so much conversation about, oh, the sex and the fantasy suite. But it's also, like, they have conversations off camera. Um, this was a thing for Tasha's season. Like, there were conversations around religion that ultimately led her to let go of one of the guys. So, I mean, there's, like, different things that come up. It's not just – yeah, it's not just that piece. Because, I mean, they basically don't let them have any time with them without a camera present with the exception of this moment. So, it's kind of like, you know – theoretically and and, like it's a question obviously season to season how much they actually do it but it's like where they should be talking about like if we were to you know end up engaged you know or stay together where would we live and like what would we do like that's the kind of like pieces that they are supposed to talk about and you know kind of annoyingly we don't get to see but it's obviously important for them to kind of figure out that if they're going to survive in the real world but um (laughs) so that's kind of that piece and then they have the rose ceremony which Everybody was wearing black, and it felt like a funeral.
1: It was like a sexy funeral. I mean, they looked great, everyone looked yeah, great. Yeah, they
0: looked great, but
1: it's a black tie sexy funeral,
0: right? It was it was intense. I loved. Loved Bree's outfit. Like I took, I took like a picture of the TV like with her. Cause she, she looks so good, looking off to the side, and I was like, oh, he's gonna let her go. And she he looked at me. Am- I mean, she's she
1: stunning. Back. She looked amazing, but she looked amazing the whole episode. She's an absolutely stunning woman. So, she's got good things ahead of her. I'm not worried.
0: I'm not worried either. I'm just, I don't know. I, I'm like worried. I'm worried about her from a career perspective. I'm like, I want her to get her job back, but. Um, I, yeah, I'm not concerned with her because I, I do think she deserves someone who had, like someone who's going to return her feelings back more. And it was clear that she was putting out a lot more energy wise than he was. So like, she totally deserves someone who's going to reciprocate that more for her. And that's clear. He's clearly not the right person for her. So better things for her to come. So we're down to Michelle and Rachel. The finale is always a weird thing to watch because by then, They've eliminated so many people that you were like rooting for so, and it and they draw it out so much, but um, it should be an interesting episode. They will get to talk with his mom. He seems like he has like some major meltdowns and it sounds like maybe one of the final like, days. It looks like one everyone cried. I, it just, it was a lot. I mean, I feel like there's a there's there's a lot of man tears on this show, like where they like they seem to love like making the men break down. But this seemed like like even for the show this seemed like a lot. Um so I'm curious to see what happens and like what that means. I don't know. Very curious. And obviously to see what happens because, um, they base they'll have like the long, the long episode for the finale and like he will either propose or choose someone that he wants to date. I always like that um I don't know if you've ever seen the sketch um Jimmy Kimmel always does like a thing where he's like he talks to the people and he's like, "All right, so you will date them for an unspecified amount of time from, you know, 4 to 5 months, then you will break it off and blah blah blah." You know, so he has this little spiel that he says. So, you know, I kind of feel that way about this season. It's like he, you know, if they don't end up engaged, even if they do end up engaged, I feel like they it will be short lived. I right?
1: think if he did, if he picks right. Rachel, that's gonna be Dunzo by the time like that'll that'll that's there's a short shelf life there.
0: And I I've, I've been dodging spoilers right and left. Um, I've mostly avoided them, so I I don't know that I feel too probable about what's to come for him. But for but him. it's gonna yeah. be a big um finale slash after the final rose because we have a guest. Post for after the final is coming up because of all of the controversy around chris harrison and they are um revealing it seems like the bachelorette lead so there's a lot oh wow that's a line. lot of stuff yeah because yes. there was a lot of discussion around if they based on all the controversy going on if they would decide to shelve the bachelorette season um either delay it or not have one at all it seems like they're definitely gonna have it um my husband uh tofer's been joking he's like are you ever gonna stop watching this show because they also have also- the bachelorette it seems like they're going to do bachelor in paradise and they keep um posting ads for the seniors bachelor i don't know if you caught that when you were watching but they keep claiming no. like are, you, are you, you know in your 60s and looking for love blah 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 and like he's like he's like you better be out for this one. I'm like, I don't know. He's like, what do you mean? You don't know. What do you no, mean that's you the
1: best one. That's the one you really have to watch. I say that as someone, my grandpa quick anecdote, my grandpa, who is now 99 when he was 88, met his now pretty longtime girlfriend on match.com. So the seniors have stuff happening.
0: That's amazing. Well, I, I just think it's kind of funny I mean I w want like what would that even look like I don't know and it would be funny because you know we were talking about the social media layer to the show now like it's seniors so like they wouldn't have that piece have it's just them. Facebook they wouldn't be coming in like I'm gonna get an Instagram followers you know it's not really the point for them I would think <laughs> That's
1: so true there's know. no there's no like just, influencer a, trying to a, build a following
0: right Right. That sounds great. Like, I would watch. Right. Look,
1: I'm getting I'll watch that season.
0: I can see it now. They're like, I'm trying to land a Viagra deal. <laughs> like, I think it would be funny to watch. So, I mean, I, 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 I don't know. I think I would have a hard time passing up talking about the show because it seems like it would be potentially a hot mess. So but um, so that's kind of this week. Is there any any other thing you wanted to call out from the episode that stood out to you? That we didn't no, I feel like we
1: covered everything. Um, yeah, I'm definitely going to check in. I've been thinking about like, am I going to watch the finale? Or am I just going to look on Twitter and see what happened and then make a decision? Um, I might do that. Because if, if it's the ending that I'm... if it, Look, honestly, if I find out it's Rachel, I'm not going to want to watch the episode. But if I find out it's Michelle, then I probably will want to watch the episode. So... I think I'll spoil myself and then then decide. It will,
0: it will not be hard to find that once all of the info leaks online. It will be everywhere. And it will be like... It'll be on like Us Weekly. Not that, I don't know. I don't go into stores right now, really. So like I don't, used to be like if it's on Us Weekly, it'd be like in my face. But now it's kind of like, well, yeah, that doesn't really mean as much. So Let me just
1: Google the uh, the most recent Us Weekly cover. That's about the closest I can do.
0: I'm like watching all the stuff on the show. My Facebook news tab is just like all entertainment stuff. Like it just, like it's all Bachelor stuff. So, I mean, I don't need to go buy any of these magazines. Facebook gives it to me every day. So... (laughs) yeah it's like hand delivered you want to check this out just a quick like roundup of some of the bachelor news speaking of which so there was an interview with um with the gentleman who is going to be hosting the after the final rose um coming up emmanuel Ocho. um he was talking with gma about kind of like how you know what he's thinking about going into it um and basically you know he's just saying you know that his first reaction to all of the controversy around you know, Rachel and all of the the information that surfaced about her was that it wasn't a good look. But I, I like that his secondary reaction, he says, uh, my secondary reaction was everybody pumped the brakes because I believe her photos were racially insensitive and racially ignorant. Racial insensitivity, racial insensitivity, sorry, and racial ignorance can play itself out as racism but doesn't necessarily classify someone as racist. So I just, I thought it was interesting because He's facilitated a lot of conversations around race, and he just seems like he kind of has some interesting perspectives coming into it. So I'm interested in seeing him have that conversation with her about all of this. I think he's well-suited to do it, and I think it will be a really interesting discussion, and it'll be smart. And I think the show has tried to touch a lot of very sensitive topics, and a lot of times kind of skims the surface. So I'm hoping that by bringing sort of an outsider in, that it will actually kind of truly tackle some of the conversations that need to happen.
1: Yeah, I think it can be more helpful um, at times to identify specific actions and behaviors as racist versus like people don't wanna hear that they're racist. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we all live in the same society. It's a white supremacist society. We're we're, We're all influenced by racism. Like that's, you know, but at the same time, we have this dichotomy of like, well, you're racist. If you're racist, you're bad. If you're not racist, you're good when that's not reality. It's really more of a spectrum. And I think getting hung up on like, well, I don't identify as racist like it. it, And when someone calls you a racist, if you don't identify as a racist, it makes you very hesitant to examine the behaviors that you may have engaged in that are racist. Um, so yeah, I think there's there's a nuanced way to have the conversation where you're actually looking at like, hey, it doesn't mean you're like the worst person in the world, but at the same time, like what you did is actually was racially motivated, was racist, et cetera. So I don't know. It's, um, I, I feel like these conversations fortunately have been brought to the forefront. Um, you know, the avenue through which that's happened has been really devastating Um, But I think it's at the end of the day, one silver lining is that we're having the conversations. I feel like the fact that Mm -hmm. that this is going to be a central discussion on a Bachelor episode, um, you know, it's really being brought into the forefront, which I think is important. I think people need to talk about things so we can get to a better place of understanding so that people can improve their behavior and, and because they need to realize why it's harmful in the first place in order to do that.
0: Yeah, definitely. So I'm excited to see that part of the show. I mean, I think regardless of what ends up happening with him, with his final selection, I like that we will sort of see this play out with someone who is prepared to have that sort of like smart conversation about it and ask some of those questions. And, and you know, I think it'll be good. I think it will be good. Um, for a little different spin... Um, <laughs> So we talked a little bit last week about, I don't know if you've seen, um, but someone who was on the show, Taylor Nolan, there was all these tweets that came out from like, I think it was 2011, um, where she was saying like, you know, racially insensitive, homophobic, transphobic, um, fat phobic, like all of these really, like, like stuff that was really, really offensive and um, stuff that she claimed she left up because she wanted to capture her journey and how far she'd come but really I think she just had left up and should have taken down. So that was kind of a big thing that came out. Um, there has been some, you know, stuff that's come out where she's, because she's a, you know, she, she's a therapist. And so she's a licensed therapist in the Seattle oh, area. Wow. And so like, and like some of the tweets that she put out, um, reference clients it didn't reference names but it would say like it would be like oh i just had a discussion with this per-. like like it was just too much and i think some of the people so confidentiality
1: issues too to.
0: yeah so i mean there, yeah. there's been cute some- so, i mean yeah there's been i think two i think they said two complaints i'm I'm not sure the exact number but there's been some complaints that came out but like i the 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 ridiculous layer to it is that when she was on the show corinne olympios was on the show and they kind of had their like moment where they were like that like so they ended up i believe it was the two of them on a two-on-one date um which is the bachelor's favorite thing to do with two people that don't like each other is to put them on a date and make them compete to be the one who gets to stay um so corinne of course has used this as a moment or either i'm sure she either used it as a moment or the media has used this as an opportunity to re-engage her to talk about taylor and to be like well i, al- I always told you guys she was the villain of the season um It was not a good, not a good look. I just wanted to be like, like they talked to Corinne and she's plugging like a jewelry line and she has like some sort of podcast. Of course. I'm like, I'm like, no time. So it just, it made me, it made me laugh because I'm like, this is a moment where we could like, you know, talk about kind of Better like she could say something I don't know more constructive I don't know they could talk to someone else to say something more constructive but no it was Corinne being Corinne so anyway that was my more it's just part.
1: a c- it's so, so cynical party. right it's like so cynical yeah. to use that as an opportunity to sell jewelry like what are you doing
0: it was also very Corinne so
1: <laughs> yeah okay I don't know her but it sounds like I don't want to yeah
0: no she oh well i feel like you do have to know this before we wrap up is that she is the one who infamously was on the show and talked about how they had like she had a nanny as an adult so like her family very well to do in miami it seemed like almost like it was like a housekeeper slash nanny for her as a child but they kept her on and she still referred to her as her nanny so you're going (laughs) on a show trying to date a grown man and he's supposed to pick you for a relationship when you tell him you have a nanny.
1: Yeah, and then, like, how does the nanny fit into that? I guess we didn't find out because that was an overnight conversation that was not on camera.
0: No, she was very, um, her season, she was very forthcoming about it. She'd be like, well, my nanny, blah, blah, blah. She also... I, I can't pass up the opportunity to, to just mention a few corinne tidbits you know fond memories um she's the one who would just disappear and they'd be like where is Corinne?" like she missed a, a rose ceremony because she was napping
1: <laughs> okay wait that makes me like her more <laughs> she needed her what nanny to wake her up Lara. like come on how is she supposed to wake herself up when her nanny is in miami
0: it's so hard it's so hard to be an adult it's it's so, so hard, hard. So you don't have your nanny to wake you up or make you her her nanny made her cheese pasta so she'd be like i want cheese pasta um say so anyway. <laughs> ah good old karen so <laughs> that was kind of the week um but i think i think it left on kind of a ominous note with everyone in their in their black and with things to come so i guess we will see what comes and if nothing else there is the bright note of finding out who will be the bachelor at lead so I'm excited to find that out so very exciting cool well I appreciate you for joining this week cat for taking the dive into the bachelor universe in the middle of the season but in a in a fun week I think because you know everybody's always like oh fantasy sweet. so um so. <laughs> I, you know it was it was uh it was an interesting week um I think a good mix of all the things you know i'm, I'm still not confident that we're going to end where we would love to end with him but we're going to end somewhere nonetheless so
1: <laughs> anyhow well thank um, you so much for having me laura this is super fun yeah. and um yeah, yeah it was kind of fun to just you know watch an episode of the bachelor for the first time in 17 years who knew
0: to me it's you know i've been doing this since 2016. like it's much more fun to watch the show and then talk about like, this was silly, like, this makes no sense, or this is offensive, and, you know, it makes it much more fun to kind of dissect it a little bit and make fun of it, you know, in a good way.
1: (laughs) Completely. Well, that's, I mean, that's my Hallmark podcast, too, so I completely get it. It's like, we, we make fun of it, but with love.
0: Yes. Yes, absolutely. So, anyhow, super fun having you on. Maybe we'll have you on and convince you to watch another episode of The Bachelor in the future, so
1: well definitely if it's the senior bachelor i am definitely there so or bachelor
0: in paradise is another fun one because they just bring everybody back from old seasons and throw them all in a resort so it's just kind of a hot mess um that sounds great i love that so it'll be good it'll be good awesome well thanks so much for joining and everybody else we will talk next week about the finale so see you guys soon bye thanks kat bye Connect with us on Twitter at AcceptThisPod, where we live tweet episodes and share updates on Bachelor News. Also, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and on Google Play. If you love us, take a minute and leave us a lovely five-star review. Nothing makes our day more. We'll talk to you soon.